Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. Saturday afternoon, everybody. Hey, are you there? Can you hear me? Just came in. Hey, great Saturday afternoon. How? I mean, it's cold, but boy, the sunshine, everything. It's just a beautiful day. Welcome, everyone, to Right at Home with Rich. Today is your day for your questions, your comments, your concerns. I am here live in the studio today for the next hour. So you've got me. You've got my attention. Anything you have going on, today's topics can certainly be your topics. Give me a shout. Phone lines They are wide open waiting for you, 314-241-9797, or from far away, 866-455-9797. And today, you know, we can talk about the cold, the ice, the snow, insulation, ice dams, heating your home, how do you keep it warm, ventilation, what do you got to do, all these things to talk about during all this cold weather and all these really brutal cold snaps that we have had Um, Today, I have a really interesting, quick, easy hack how to clean your shower head without taking it off of the wall. Um, We can get into my my On the Road with Rich segment. I've got some kind of ventilation relates to the cold, attic insulation, stuff like that. Going to be really interesting stuff on that. But again... One more time today, your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, your comments, anything you have going on, I'm your man right here today. You've got my attention, 314-241-9797. And so, you know, I kind of wanted to start out with something, you know, interesting conversation that I actually had last night. So I'm I'm over at my in-law's house with my family and uh, my mother-in-law basically just just all of a sudden turns and, and looks at me and says, hey, uh, you know, tell me everything you know about sump pumps. And, you know, it was kind of funny because my wife was like, oh, good Lord, really? Like, are we going to do this for the next hour? I think she's like, this is what Saturdays are for, right? This is this is what I'm doing, why I'm here. Um, and, and then my son kind of chimes in, says, you know what? How about I tell you everything I know about sump pumps because we can get this over way quicker if if I do it instead of him. Uh, <laughs> but you know the the interesting thing is, and and really where the concern lot you know ended up lying and talking in the conversation is, you know water in the sump pit 
I mean, think about the weather we've had over the past three weeks. Every like like every Thursday for the past three weeks, it's like we're jinxed and we get this ice and snow and just, you know, the inches we've had, the ground is frozen, saturated, thawing, so you're going to get more water around, just like rain. You know, that snow is like rain. You just don't see the effects of it right away like you can with rain. So it's filling up the sump pit. Um, and, and the good news is, you know, it was working. Everything was fine with the sump pump, fine with the sump pit. But, you know, basically she could see water in the bottom of the pit and thought, why isn't getting rid of 100% of that water? Um, you know, and so when you look at those sump pumps and you have one that has the float on it and the water needs to reach the float, it needs to move the float, you know, up until there's enough of it to kick it on, siphon some out, get it back outside. And then, you know, once that float goes back down, yeah, you could have, you know, two, three, four, five inches of, uh, you know, water in the bottom of that pit once that, that, that float goes back down and it'll remain there. It'll stick around um, until you get enough kind of seeping back into there to, to siphon more out. But it will definitely, you know, have more of that stick around and, and, and stay in that pit. So she was a little bit relieved that, um, you know, there's no issue that everything's still working and that eventually when everything dries out, get beyond spring, get beyond some of these rains it's probably going to dry back out. The groundwater will dry out, and you'll have no water in the bottom of that pit anymore. But then the conversation kind of turned to, well, that's the thing is every time, you know, there's like a service fee every time that you call someone, you know, and getting a, a plumber and a water heater, you know, they're like, yeah, we call them. It's, it's like $89 just to get them to even come out and give you advice or look at it, you know any of these people it's just there's this cost to even just getting there and showing up there's travel and gas and the guys and all the different stuff and so she's like you know fortunately she can get around a lot of that speaking to me which brings up my point to everyone here is kind of the same thing so now this is the time to talk about these sort of things get this stuff out in the open let me save you 89 dollars on a trip charge and see if Anything you have going on, any questions, something you're curious about, something you've always wondered or, you know, a project you're going to be starting and you're wondering just maybe the direction to head or where to go or how to take it. We can get into anything like that for you. Again, the number to reach me is 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797 from further away. And you can get get me with all of that and let's see if we can help you out today. Um, What I, what I want to do is let's get into my on the road with rich segment here. And this is when I kind of talk about going out, you know, I do this every all week, every week, getting in and out of homes, talking to all sorts of homeowners about, you know, not just issues, but also remodeling, things to do before, after, during, what's the best way to do things and why, and, you know, really just advising and consulting on all these different, uh, you know, things for the house. So even when you're doing a siding job or a kitchen remodel, or this, there's always so much information in the background of a lot of these that, 
you know, people really like that um, kind of the education on, on what needs to happen and knowing what to look for. And so this particular person actually had called into the radio show and had spoken to me about some attic ventilation. And so it was pretty complicated enough. And she'd had two or three different insulation companies come out. She's like, I just want some insulation in my attic. I'm getting some crosshairs on what type and I'm getting some crosshairs on ventilation. And like, is there something you should do to that also to, um, you know, really try and figure out how that attic breathes and everything. And, and the question came up because they, um, one of them offered, you know, a solar powered like attic fan that would pull air out of the attic when it got too warm in, in the summer months and, and that, and, and, you know, you want that thing breathing. You really, if you can keep the inside of the attic the same temperature as the outside of the attic that would be great that would be awesome it'd be the best thing for you Um, but so there was a lot to go into and I explained kind of the reasons to see it and and really evaluate the whole thing and understand how that stuff works because when you look at you know what I kind of explained to her out there when you look at this this powered fan so when it you know, it, it's got solar power, so it does need a wire, so easy to put in, and you don't need an electrician and all this. And when it gets so hot, so much of a temperature, it will kick on and start pulling air from that attic to the outside to, to cool that, that attic down. But you have to also think about air recovery. Where does that air come from? You know, if, if you put your... You put your mouth around uh, an empty two-liter bottle and you started sucking air out of it, it's just going to collapse. And, and that's what your house would do if you don't get air into that attic or basically what it does. Now, imagine you drill a hole in, in the side of that towards the bottom and you start sucking air out of that. It'll still kind of halfway collapse, but it'll start taking air from that hole And so it needs, you need enough holes to get enough air in that you can actually force out. And that's a sticky situation when you motorize a fan to pull air out. You can really create some issues with the home as far as where does that air come from? Do you have a good enough intake at your eaves, under your gutters, soffit area, all that to support that fan blowing and pulling all of that air out because like water, air will take the path of least resistance and then bam, here you are. It's pulling conditioned air out of your home around can lights and and regular light fixtures and ceiling fans and, and wires. I've seen somewhere it's actually getting air from the basement because the plumbing stack is not 100% sealed. It goes through the first floor, it goes through the second floor, it comes all the way from the basement, and it'll pull air all the way from down there up into that attic. And, and you're losing conditioned air in the house with all this happening. And so for this particular client also, she also had a whole home you know, house fan in her hallway, an older home, an older unit. So imagine this other fan that's basically covered with some thin metal louvers that now they shut when it's not running, but that's your whole protection. So you get this fan drawn air out from the attic 
and you've got this metal louvered thing that's barely shut that from the top side you could actually see light coming around the louvers and everything, you know, into the attic. Well, that's just an energy sucker. You're going to lose so much conditioned air from the home out of that. It's going to take from that probably even before where it should with the soffits and everything else. So now all of a sudden, here you go. It's now I'm recommending how this whole system works. And now she's into such a job like, holy cow, now I need to ventilate better. I need to do this. We're going to talk about the insulation, but we also need to talk about you know, two ways to go with this fan. You either replace it for a new one, which is going to be a different size. And they make these new these new fans, whole house fans. They will shut, doors will shut. They will have an R38 insulation value when they are closed. So it's a great thing. And you can still utilize it to, you know, in the spring, in the fall, when the temperatures are good and all of that to, to you know, cool the house down and keep it fresh and it's a great thing to do, but it's smaller than the big square old one. So now you need some framing, some drywall, or you just eliminate it. You know, get rid of the switch, cap everything off, get rid of the power, take that whole thing out, drywall over it. A lot of people, probably more than nine out of 10 people that have these that I speak with say, yep, we never really use that anymore. Or we moved in, it was there, we never used it. There's more allergies. There's more all this stuff going on with people. So, you know, now you get rid of it. So your project now is framing, drywall, insulation, paint, probably ceiling texture. You got this list. And now we're going on to bath fans, you know, how those exhausts get them to the outside, take the moisture out of that attic and make that attic, you know, better and more sustainable and, and less less likely to have you know, condensation and things going on in it. We have all these steps of insulating these pipes and get them outside through the roof and flash everything properly. So now you need a roofer. You need, you know, the the baffles around. You need the, the pipe insulated. You need the probably the fan change because it might not be big enough for the bathroom and you want it to work well and get moisture out. So all of a sudden there's this list of everything that needs to happen and that's where you come in and you kind of decide, you know, do I want one really good, smart person or company to handle this entire thing? Or, you know, am I, am I good enough, smart enough? Can I control this enough and save myself a little money to say, I'm just going to, I'm going to hire a drywall and a painter and, and, you know, a guy that can get this fan out and then the insulation company and, and, and then the roofer to make sure everything's flash right and, and if you do that, who's responsible and who's reliable on all those different steps of how this thing works, functions, and really, you know, does the best thing for you. So this is what we do. This is what I do. Um, I'd love to hear you and help you out today with any questions you have. Again, the phone lines are open, 314-241-9797. Also, I'd love to come out, meet you, look at your look at your concerns. Look at your remodeling jobs, the different things you want to do around your house. And here at Mosby Building Arts, we can help you out with that, too. Just give us a call at our office, uh, 314-909-1800, or call mosby.com. You can find everything you need to know there. We're going to get into our first break, and we'll have more on all of this <clears throat> Excuse me, when we come back. And we'll have my hack when we come back also, so don't go nowhere. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, here's Rich's Right at Home Hack. All right, guys, here we go back Live right here, 97.1. Again, too, I want to remind everybody, give us a call today. We're live. We're in the studio, 314-241-9797. Any questions you have today, we've got another 30 minutes left. But so on this hack, um, you know, so I was looking at cleaning my shower head, you know, started to see some of the calcium deposits and all that getting on that shower head. And when that happens, you know, to kind of clog the head, it'll lower the water pressure, the sprays can just kind of go off to the side and on, you know, on each stream and you just don't get that full, you know, shower effect for you. So if you're seeing that calcium buildup, if you're getting that white stuff on your shower head. There's a real simple way to clean this with less effort and without removing it from the wall. So simply take a Ziploc bag, fill it halfway with vinegar, secure that over the top of that shower head. So it's submerged in there with some rubber bands Let that sit overnight. In the morning, remove the bag. You can scrub it just lightly with an old toothbrush or a soft bristle brush. Rinse the shower head off, and voila, you can enjoy a refreshing 
fast-flowing water shower in the morning. Get your day started off right. And don't forget, guys, for all of my weekly hacks that are all on Facebook, you can find them there. Search Rich Oris Mosby on Facebook, and you can see them every week right there. So we're going to get back to our regular programming on 97.1 here and talking about this winter stuff. So we've had, you know, so much in the past three weeks. We've had, you know, um, a, a, a good snow, ice, sleet, you know, pelting down on our on our roofs, our decks, our walkways, our driveways. Everything's getting a lot of abuse right now. Um, have you ever, have you noticed too, like the roads, how bad some of the roads are getting after, you know, a month of this cold, the freeze, the thaw, it's really starting to, you know, take effect with the potholes and, and all of the asphalt coming out and just really tearing up our roads, the plows, everything, the salt, the chemicals they're putting down. So, you know, thinking about with all this happening and even how it destroys like these, these paved and concrete roads, we can do the same thing to your driveways, to your house, to your roof, you know, all of this stuff. And, and the, so, so the question kind of comes up, what do you do uh, and how do you handle this stuff and, and how can you make it better? Um, so really for, you know, your driveways, your porches, your walkways, the biggest thing is, you know, Put down the ice melt before everything happens on your porches, your walkways, your driveways. Um, but find something that's, you know, not harmful at all. So your regular rock salt can be really, um, you know, it can really damage things. And, and it's not good for the plants and the vegetations and everything. So you're looking for like a calcium base, like a calcium magnesium type of, of melting pellets for, for that stuff. And that way it's safer for your little furry friends, safer for your plants and your vegetation and everything around. Cause it all ends up, you know, getting shoveled off and thrown into the grass and, and, you know, it goes everywhere. So it is great to do that. Another thing we're up against, you know, so greatly is, um, ice dams, you know, your roof, your ice dams on your roof, and so an ice dam is basically like a big hump of ice that forms at the edge of your roof. Sometimes it'll get so bad uh, that it literally hangs over the gutters with big icicles and stuff, and it can really just hurt and damage some things. And, you know, the biggest thing is, is that it can, as this occurs, it can get underneath your shingles, actually creating a leak into the house because this is where, you know, Everything we talk about the path of least resistance and water runs downhill and grade your yard to get it away. Well, this is where water actually runs uphill because as everything thaws during the day and we have a lot of freeze thaw cycles here in St. Louis every winter, we're, we're like above 60 or so, you know, of these freeze thaw cycles every winter, which means, you know, it freezes overnight, it thaws during the day and it freezes overnight. And so, as that melts, it gets wet. Then when it refreezes, it grows up underneath the shingles and it will literally work its way up backwards up the shingles. So, you know, what do you do if you start to see this stuff going on? Well, you know, don't get on your roof. It, you, obviously, that could be extremely dangerous or, or leave it to, you know, some professionals. Avoid standing on the ground and trying to chip away at some of this ice. 
Um, obviously, it could you could get injured. It can break your windows, your siding, yourself. Um, with all this stuff falling down, or sometimes the tools come down because you're trying to do something and you know it's wet, it's icy, and that can that can injure somebody. Um, so fixing roof leaks really won't take care of this problem. This is a bigger thing within the attic with air sealing. So the things you need to think about is like air sealing that attic, like I was talking about earlier. All the warm air exiting the attic, you know, into the attic from your conditioned living space, that helps melt all that down at the bottom. And then it gets cold again and refreezes. So you want to air seal, insulate, but keep the air movement going. Install what we call baffles down on that edge. So it will still let air flow beyond on top of the insulation. So you're trying to keep that temperature very cold above that baffle against that plywood with the air flowing through, but very warm underneath it inside the home with a lot of insulation down at that edge. So think about how that works and ventilates and and you can take care of some of this stuff up front. Another good thing is, you know, clean the gutters, leaves, other debris, try and make it where stuff won't collect and form and, and add up there. Um, you can hire, you know, one thing we definitely recommend is hiring somebody to look at, you know, like an energy audit, an in-home evaluation of how is all this stuff working and going and, you know, how does it how does it handle that and get things fixed and corrected very well. Um, so you want to try and stop, you know, water, vapor, condensation, um, things like that around the whole house. Think about this now going down to kind of your walls, um, your windows, things like that. If you get ice building up on your windows, water vapor condensation is is why and how that occurs. So if you're finding that on the inside of your windows, you know, things to think about there is um, how much uh, is, is what's the level of humidity inside the home? Normally in the winter, it's down. But, you know, you could be doing things to raise this quite a bit. And that's what a lot of, you know, people don't quite grasp is when you're in the house, if you have a lot of aquariums, if you have a a whole bunch of plants, I've seen firewood stacked up in the basement that just, you know, all these things add moisture and humidity to your house the, the more pe- people emit moisture. So if you have four, five, six, seven, you have 10 people living in a house, the more people you have living in a house, the higher the level of humidity you will have inside that house. So think about what adds to that humidity. It may be something you really love and like, but you could really, you may need to think about, a, you know, getting rid of some of that humidity and, and, you know, controlling that in order to keep that down. So if condensation is forming on the walls, you know, if you have any, just if your air smells musty in general, like in the basement or anywhere, uh, mold, mildew, rot, if there's visible stuff like that anywhere, you know, think about how to control the, the moisture, the humidity and the things going on, you know, inside that house. Um, some other things to think about, other solutions in, you know, water vapor, things like that. You know, maintaining that humidity is very important. Um, Like I said, limit those aquariums, the plants, 
other things that either require water or that, you know, you bring in their wet like that firewood. Think about all those things that you put in there. Um, keep gas appliance and, and plumbing, keep all those things in, in working order because they will add to it. That sump pump pit, having a sealed pit, a newer sealed one that doesn't let, I mean, imagine I was just talking about how that it just sits there with moisture in the bottom of that bucket until it naturally goes away. Well, all these things add to all of this. And then on top of that, you want to make sure you increase that ventilation and, and all of that to keep the house. So maybe think about, you know, ceiling fans running, run the, you know, if you get a new furnace, get one where you can run the fan constant and it'll kick down to a lower speed and just keep the air circulating in the house. Open drapes and blinds to let the warm air rush past the windows and, and really help control how that house is is kept, you know, air movement, temperature controlled. All of that stuff is so vital to all of this. So, hey, we are getting back into, we'll have our last segment shortly. We're going to get into our final break here. So if you have anything coming up, feel free. Any questions you have, give me a shout. We got one segment left, 314-241-9797. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, this is it. Final segment. Talking winter, talking, oh, I can't wait for this stuff to end. Ice dams and, and you know, what should we do for our house and everything. So I found this interesting thing about removing ice dams because um, they can get really bad, pretty severe. I've seen gutters totally come off of houses because of this. I've seen, you know, all sorts of roof leak issues and stuff. So if it, if it goes too long and it gets too bad, you know, it really can cause a lot of damage. And so, you know, it, thinking about what do you do to try and, and get this off? Is there any steps? Is there something that, that can be done? And, of course, be as careful as you could be looking into any of this stuff. But, but I found this really interesting, and this came straight from Bob Vila. So this is coming from up north. This is coming from, you know, they probably have we, – we get this a lot here, but I can only imagine – you know, how they have it up there. But so, you know, removing the snow from on top of the ice and, and getting that off of there first. And then they had this really interesting deal about, you know, the chemicals you use, because you still want to, you got to use something to try and melt this stuff. And, 
you got to be very careful chipping this away because you can really damage gutters, your house, the, the shingles can come with it. So you want to start with like a melting process. And the suggestion is that you take your, your regular ice melt, you know, just like we were talking about the driveways and the walkways. Don't use rock salt, especially up here, but, you know, use that, that type of ice melt and put it in either pantyhose or, or like a tube sock, like a long tube sock, tie off the end. So you make these, these long tubes of ice melt and lay them up there on the ice dam, section them a little bit apart, leave them lay where they kind of hang an inch or two off the edge of the ice. And basically this will melt down as it warms up throughout the day and create this perfect little tube channel for the water to actually run out as it melts in these channels. And then once you have that there like that, this is when you can start to, you know, if you're, if you're good enough, if you're brave enough, if you can get out there is chip this ice away and you can start from the side and kind of go sideways in one of these channels and start to chip this ice off and take it off and get rid of it and get it off of there. So it will not, you know, cause leaks and go backwards behind your shingles and have all this stuff going on, you know, with that, of course, you got to be extremely careful and you might want to leave as much of this up to the professionals as much as you can. But something that I found really interesting in this article was, and, and I have not seen this here in the St. Louis market. I, I've never actually seen this happen or heard of this as long as I've been doing this with houses. But apparently there are companies that come out and get rid of these ice dams with steam and they have these professional equipment, you know, commercial s steaming equipment that they use to melt this stuff off and get rid of these, these ice dams. And they even talked about how it can, it can be like 200 to $300 per hour for one of these companies to come out and use this, commercial equipment and get rid of these ice dams for you. I don't know that we have that in this market here. I doubt it very highly. I'd be extremely surprised because we just don't get as much. And if you've seen some of the photographs, you know, in this of some of the ice dams they were talking about, imagine ice hanging three, four feet below the gutter, rolling off the edge of the roof where you basically can't even see that they have a gutter. So this is extreme cases, but for, for us in our market, we see this all the time where there's roof leaks right at that edge. And they're like, it comes, it goes, it doesn't happen all the time. I might not see it for a year or two, then it comes back and it's right kind of where that wall meets the ceiling. And I don't understand. And so many times it's ice buildup and ice dams either at the edge of the roof or think of how they build these houses all chopped up and, you know, different sections and the wall comes out through the roof and the roofs are very steep. So I've literally seen where it just piles up against the wall and the siding. We may only get two or three inches of snow, but you've got 18 inches of snow next to your sided wall up on the roof as it blew in and mounted there. And then it causes all this ice damming and these things happening. So definitely that's where a lot of these, you know, leaks and everything can come from. 
And so kind of coming down inside the house and thinking about, you know, so is your home as comfortable as you like it? How do you feel in your home right now? You know, when it gets that cold, do you have issues? Do you have to crank the heat up a little bit more in order to, you know, get that that house to maintain comfort for you, you know, when you're in it and everything else? And so thinking about what are some of the parts and pieces that can work on that, help control that, and, and what can really, you know, help you out with that? Well, the attic is always one of the first and foremost and most likely things that you see. Um, believe it or not, 90% of American homes are under-insulated. 90%. So when you go up in your attic, you know, how can you really tell? Like if I poke my head in my attic, how can I tell whether I have enough insulation or not? Well, a lot of it is just looking at the thickness of the insulation that's up there. We also have to think about the type of insulation because different insulations is going to need different thicknesses and depths to actually work and function. But so if you go up in your attic, you peek your head up there, you don't even have to get up there all the way. If you can see the the ceiling joist, if you can see the top of those, no matter how thick they are, then you probably do not have enough insulation. It's the first and foremost easiest indicator out there in our area they recommend so we've always recommended in in R38 was kind of the recommendation and the in the code um, to how much insulation you should have separating your ceiling into your attic space all of that now they're they're really moving up towards an R49 they're taking walls and saying you know, a lot of areas now are saying make the walls two by six inches thick instead of two by four and get a better insulation. So you're raising that insulation in the wall from 11 or 13 to 19. Um, so they're raising all of this because of how everything's, think of what everything's doing and how it's changing. You know, we talk about all this global warming and stuff, but it it causes even more of this cold in the winter. So it's like, we have way less snow and way more cold, just just cold. Um, this this past three weeks has really been a lot of ice and snow, more than we've had, you know, in the, in the past, you know, few years. And I look back at all these pictures of, you know, me and, and my kids and as we're sledding and, you know, snowboarding down down our front yard and all this. And, and I remember building things when they were younger out of the snow, the snowmen and little igloos and we had the square stuff that made the bricks to build and and here we are and we just rarely get you know we had the one three weeks ago where you know we we got four five six seven inches of snow in places but we just don't get that enough like we like we used to so now it just seems to be it's just cold so again think about you know, energy audits and all of that. But when you're looking at insulation, we need to look at into the the types of insulation. There's there's several different ways to insulate your your home, walls, attic, all of that, you know, accordingly. There's different ways to do it. And there's different types. So the the main types of insulation out there, the most standard, you've got your fiberglass insulation, of course. Um, and it can either be the bats or the blown in. Um, you have 
the next grade up of cellulose insulation, which is, you know, easy to modify that in older attics, older homes, you know, to, to cap over and go around the insulation that you already have up there. And then you've got your spray foam insulation, better overall ceiling and, and insulating value on that spray foam. And there's several ways, like when you look at an attic, if you're thinking about, you know, the air sealing, all of that, I would take the attic and, and the best thing you can do for an attic is remove all the insulation that you have in there. So if you only got three, four, five inches and it's old rock wool type stuff, they can just suck that insulation back out through the hose. They just reverse that, that motor that blows insulation in. They suck it all out into a dumpster. You have a perfectly good clean slate. Now, the best thing to do at that point, you can either go around and you can use low, you know, like expansion foam and spray around everything, or the best way to do it is just spray that entire attic, that backside of that ceiling or that attic floor with a foam insulation. And they can just do one quick coat. It, it, it swells up to only about, you know, two or three inches thick. And then that air seals everything. It's not going to give you your R value, but it's going to air seal everything. Then you can put your fiberglass insulation on top of that. And you can get to your an air sealed R49 that's going to be the best insulation possible. Or, you know, if that's too much of an expense, if you go with that cellulose insulation, you pull that fiberglass or that rock wool from the edges in towards the middle, you do a full cellulose around the edges, and then you cap over the top of what you have. Now you're only looking for about, you know, 10, 12 inches of insulation to get the right value out of the cellulose, and it'll settle over time. So it might go down to like eight or eight or 10, you know, over time, but that has more air sealing ability than fiberglass. Fiberglass, you can blow right through it. If you get air leaks, air movement, if you have these things, if you've got stack effect with warm air rising or you've got overventilation pulling air, it will pull it right through that insulation on that fiberglass. And there you go. You know, it's, it's just all done. And you can do the foam in the walls also. Now, typically in an attic, you don't always want to do the entire attic with just foam. And it's kind of a cost thing because it takes a lot of foam to get to that R49, a lot of layers. And, and the, the rate of return kind of diminishes. The thicker you get that, the less R value you start to get. So you need a lot of it. So it gets pretty costly. Um, crawl spaces is a whole new another invention. We should do an entire show about crawl spaces because... The newest way to do that, you want to really insulate, you want to air seal and insulate the edges around the perimeter of that crawl space. You don't want to insulate the actual floor of the room above it. So that's where we always recommend that spray foam. You're going to really seal that off. You're going to stop all infiltration whatsoever, and you're going to temper that. And then you leave it open to the basement of the home. So you leave leave it an air exchange. So don't seal it off a hundred percent. Your ductwork that runs through there is going to, going to leak a little and put some conditioned air in there and, and any plumbing and stuff like that, you're going to, you're going to stop freezing. You're going to stop having all these problems that 
typical, you know, crawl spaces have. And then we can put a rubber liner. We can line this whole thing, keep the moisture under the ground, under the liner, seal all that with the foam too, and then bam, you've got a nice dry space in that crawl space that you will never have a problem with. And it will make that room above that crawl space so much better, so much warmer and work out so much more for the home, for, for your, you know, just being comfortable and everything else in there. So if you have these things going on, I urge everyone, give Mosby a call and let us come out and check it out and see what we can do to, to help you out with it. You can just call our call our line, 314-909-1800. You can go to callmosby.com, find everything that you need there. Um, you can walk into our, our office, our studio there in the heart of Kirkwood and have a conversation. I want to tell everybody, too, next week we're talking room additions. We're talking should you move, should you stay, should you rebuild, what should you do to your home. We'll have all the answers to all of that next week. Be good, and I'll talk to everybody next week. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.